Happy New Year, and welcome back to That Guy Game Reviews, where we aim to please, so you aim too, please. This time, we're going to be kind of changing things up a little bit. I want to go and talk about some upcoming ideas for the show. Uh, Mind you, we're not going to be completely going away from the game reviews, but I want to dive a little bit more into the different aspects of gaming, you know, how have the controllers evolved, or, you know, hey, what's my take on this character, or, uh, for example... One of the ones we're going to be talking about today is the top 10 pain-in-the-ass boss fights. So, uh, first and foremost, I want to kind of check in with y'all, see how y'all are doing. Um, I know, particularly at this time of year, coming up after the holidays, everybody's a little cash tight, but more so than that, a lot of folks are not doing too well mentally just because of, you know, the pressure that the holidays bring. So, I want to just take a moment to say out there that y'all are not alone, that... There are people who love you and, you know, keep hanging in there. I mean, nothing else. Number one, y'all have people holding out there for you, but more so than that, I need my listeners, man. You know, because without y'all, that guy game reviews doesn't exist. So for those of you who have been sticking with me, thank you. For those who are just tuning in, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you on with us. So now that being said, let's go ahead and take a quick pause so we can get some gaming news. So now the gaming news. The E3 event that normally occurs right around the spring-summer time frame has unfortunately been postponed for the third year in a row, leaving many folks to wonder, is it necessary to bring it back at all? Now, I personally have never been to an E3. I have seen folks where they walk in with just their media credentials or even just some John Q public off the street and then they walk out with huge bags full of different swag from the different gaming studios which to me is cool as shit because you know I'm a gamer but I digress this has actually left a lot of folks wondering does E3 really need to come back at all and In a way, I'm going to say no, because I don't think we've seen the last of COVID for quite some time. I mean, we're already up to, what is it, the fourth or fifth variant, which to me sucks, because at that point, you want to go through and get back to something remotely resembling normal. You've got folks who are not wanting to enforce the mask mandate. You've got some who say, you know, I don't give a damn if you've been vaccinated or not, you're wearing your mask, end of discussion, which I'm like, okay. You know, it is what it is, but I'm hoping that they come up with something better than E3, but if not, you know, hey, it is what it is. My biggest concern in that regard, though, is going to be if they do it, can they pull it off safely? You know, because it's not so much an issue of the money as it is an issue of safety. I mean, this Omicron variant or however the hell you pronounce it, they're saying it's not as bad as the big variants, but still definitely enough to cause for alarm. So, I'm going to go ahead and pose a question to you listeners. Uh, how have y'all been holding up in the midst of this whole COVID-19 variant situation? You know, are you staying safe, staying sane? Uh, how many games have you managed to clear out of your backlog? Let me know. ThatGuyGameReviews at gmail.com, facebook.com slash ThatGuyGameReviews. And now, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the future of the channel. Before anybody starts getting worried, no, 
I'm not going away. You know, I'm kind of like a persistent case of athlete's foot. I keep coming back. But we're going to be actually adding some new content, kind of changing things up a little bit. So number one, I'm not going to focus on just reviews anymore. I know it kind of seems counterintuitive, but bear with me on this. Um, one thing I want to start doing is I want to start working on kind of like an interview segment where I can interview different gamers, different people who've had a hand in it, kind of get get their two cents on things. I know y'all have heard me when I've worked with Duke Savage and Ronan Hunter of Nerdin' Out, where I've worked with my friend Zero, or Cool Cat Terry of Just a Glimpse, you know. So I wanted to start doing something like that. I'm still working on the meme. Um, I have a couple ideas rolling around in my head, but... I may go and actually put this out on the official Twitter page or on the Facebook page. You know, have y'all help me pick the name. Uh, the other thing that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be trying to do the gameplay videos. You know, I still haven't figured out the whole rig to be able to stream yet, but I'll get there in due time. You know, I know uh, as a matter of fact, actually, uh, that's somebody who I want to plug is my good friend Alex, aka Bungholio44. Check him out on Twitch. He's a good guy. He's a hell of a gamer, and he is super freaking funny. Yeah. On that note, let's go ahead and let's dive into today's topic. So now, in the spirit of trying new things, we're going to talk about a little something different here boss characters. Y'all know them, some of y'all love them, some of y'all hate them. Um, me, personally, I'm kind of on the fence, but there are some boss characters who, to me, are just a little overpowered, a little bit of a pain in the ass. So, I figure I'm going to go ahead and give my top 10 countdown just off this one here. So, that being said, top 10 boss fights that are a pain in the ass, and why do I think they're a pain in the ass? Okay. So number 10, we're going to start off with Lieutenant Colonel Charles Bliss of the division. Now, why do I think that he's a pain in the ass? Well, for one, he's in a giant helicopter. You know, I know most folks say, well, aren't all helicopters giant? If I had to guess, if my eyes serve me right, it looked like either a take on an Apache or one of the other type of combat helicopters. But... This one right here, you've got missiles coming down from him, you've got the turrets raining fire down on your head, you got a bunch of LMBs sitting right there, so yeah, not exactly the easiest road in the world to run. But, you know, then again, there's some folks who can knock him out in one or two hits. Me personally, if I'm not running with a good team or if I'm not running with the Foxes, then at that point, yeah, I'm gonna have a bad day. Now, we go into number nine. Craid from Metroid Dread. This one, oh, let me just put it this way. One of the more recent entries into this one, other than Metroid Dread, was Super Metroid. Golly Moses, I hated that fight with Craid. Just because you were always in a position where you had to really watch your step, otherwise you'd be taking a boatload of damage. Whether it's the spikes on uh, Planet Zebes or the freaking lava traps. Either way, Damn, you know, I, I must have gone through and fought that guy about 15 times before I finally managed to beat him. So I get points for being a persistent pain in the rear end, but at the same time, it's like, there's no need for a boss fight to be that hard. And before anybody tells me, I know your first answer is going to be 
get good, sucker. Now, coming in at number eight, I have the Cleric Beast from Bloodborne. It's a Soulsborne boss. Need I say more? I will tell you, I have yet to beat any of the Soulsborne series. That includes Dark Souls 1 through 3, uh, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, the upcoming Elden Ring. I have yet to beat any of those. Granted, I haven't really sunk much time into them, but at the same time, I know it's something that is on my docket. I'd at least like to finish one of the Soulsborne games this year. But with this one, I ended up actually having to call in another hunter to help me. And even with that, I still got my ass handed to me. So, yeah. Take, do with that what you will. Coming in at number 7. The Weapons from Final Fantasy 7. Good green grievances. These were a pain in the ass in and of themselves. Uh, for one, for example, if you're fighting the Emerald Weapon, if you don't have the Aqua Lung material, you pretty much are screwed because even if, let's say, you cast your best summons, the meter's still going. So if your summon takes a long time, guess what? You lost out on your damage phase. And, of course, the, they say the greatest part of it is, oh, well, you get access to this and that and the other. But, yeah, at the same time, do you really want a 12 or 13-year-old me ripping his hair out over something like this? No. I don't think so. All right, on that point, number six, Razorback, The Division 2. This one is a tough one. I mean, I know Granny, yes, he's a raid boss and he's not supposed to be easy. Or should I say rather, it's a raid boss because the official designation for this thing is DDP-52 or Drone Deployment Platform. Because I mean, you gotta go ahead and really mind your P's and Q's with this one because if you don't, all it takes is one good hit of a button and your entire team wipes. I have seen people who have had Razorback down to their last. They didn't get to one of the guys in time and had to start the whole damn thing from scratch. Needless to say, you want something that'll teach you how to swear? That is it. Coming in at number five, we have Ridley from the Metroid franchise. Needless to say, Ridley has been just absolutely freaking ridiculous you know he i don't know what it is if he's got such a beef with samus but somehow it always seems like ridley's trying to go out there and go kill this little kid and i know samus you know is more in her adult years but still at the same time come on now number four the end bosses from marvel versus capcom jiminy cricket these guys have been tough because they fill up most of the screen uh, for instance you have galactus you have ultron sigma uh, basically if your boss form takes up more than half the screen you know it's going to be a problem and not to mention these guys are way freaking overpowered but you know then again i know that's half the fun of knowing your combos when to tag in tag out but all it takes is one misstep one drop combo and before you know it, you've already lost two of your guys so, coming in at number three, Goro and Kintaro from Mortal Kombat. Okay, so let me explain this to you. Both of those characters were created by way of stop motion animation. You know, and I will say that given everything that was going on at the time with how this basically was the advent of the ESRB, 
I have to give my hat to, you know, tip my hat over to the boys out at what was formerly known as Midway, now NetherRealm Studios. At that same point, can you believe that that boss was that freaking hard? I mean, sure, we figured out after a while, was spam jump kicks like you, they were going to go out of style. But when you're just, you know, some average Tom, Dick, or Harry sitting out there and you're trying to do, go through this, Goro was designed basically to say, give me a roll of quarters. And number two, Inferno, the Soul Calibur series. I know a lot of folks say, oh, Inferno's a pushover. Well, the first couple times I fought him, he was no pushover. Because Inferno basically had three phases where he could go through and change out his weapon setup at any time. So you would really have to be on your A game. Um, me personally, first time I fought him was, was with Taki, second time I fought him was with Mitsurugi. Those are my two best characters from the Soul Calibur series. But now, before I go, and go into number one, I want to throw in some honorable mentions and some shout outs. So, that being said, Chris, our bartender, has suggested Hick Boy from the Boogerman franchise. I wouldn't know on that one, I never got a chance to play it, but eh, it is what it is. So Josh writes in Tiamat from Final Fantasy XII. That just tells me I need to sit down and really start grinding on Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age because I believe basically that's why it's the HD remaster. And of course, my dear friend Jesse from Canada writes in the last boss from True Lies on the SNES. So, you know, thank you to those of you who have contributed. Rest assured, I do plan on going through and maybe making more episodes like this and really just basically having fun with it because that's part and parcel of why I got back into podcasting or why I got into it in the first place because hey we need to have some fun if I can save you all 15-20 minutes worth of stress every day I'm glad to do it that being said the number one pain in the ass boss fight for this particular list is Shao Kahn from the Mortal Kombat franchise number one this SOB was way overpowered. I mean, I get it. He was designed to basically be a quarter-taking machine. You know, go through, take every single one of your quarters and just chop it up. I mean, he would basically even steal the rations of quarters from Goro and Kintaro. But, I mean, we're talking four hits and you're dead. You know, overpowered moves. Basically, one good hit and you're stunned and it takes you a while to get out of the stun animation. You know, just any word. B-R-U-T-A-L. Brutal. Now, I do have to say that I've seen some of the folks where they've been playing the Mugen games. uh, Those ones with the custom fighters. And they're actually really doing good with those. But even with that, I, even on my best day, cannot pull off any combos like they are. I've had to resort to the one-two stick and move. You know, and I mean, hey, it works. You know, they always say if it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. But... You know, again, I digress. Now, that being said, I want to go and throw some items out to you, my listeners. What other kinds of content would you like to hear? You know, what would you like to see me do? You know, maybe if I can get the equipment together and get it figured out, I can go ahead and start doing some streams. Or, if nothing else, you know, maybe start getting some folks in. I definitely want to go ahead and, you know, make it a point to try and interview everybody, get everybody situated, so... 
let me know. ThatGuyGameReviews at gmail.com, facebook.com slash thatguygamereviews, or anchor.fm slash messages slash thatguygamereviews. So this last particular portion before I close it out is just kind of a, I guess you can say kind of a plea or kind of a reminder. It's 2022, folks. We we all need to be good to one another. It's, you know, it's been a long road and everybody's always saying, oh, well, I'm out for me. I'm out for mine. And that's fine and dandy. But at the same time, don't forget about maybe there's somebody out there who doesn't know what they want out of life or somebody who realizes that hey something's wrong with them mental health wise don't necessarily go through and poo poo it you know actually go through and say hey you know what you okay you know do you want to talk about it what can I do to help you how do I help you to succeed and ultimately that's what I want on there I mean if you all listen to any other podcasts great you know because ultimately at the end of the day I want to see people succeed I want to see people doing good you know, if we can arrange that, then everything else will fall into place. Now, am I saying that I don't want you listening to that guy game reviews anymore? Absolutely not. I definitely, you know, I love you guys, my listeners. Uh, if anything, I just, you know, I want to kind of put that out there. Let's make 2022 a year that we're good to one another, that we're sane, that we're civil. You know, I may not have to like what you do. But at least I respect your right to do it. On that note, this is Sean from That Guy Game Reviews. Y'all be safe, be good to one another, and I'll see you next time.